0: Photographs and Memories, a travel market life series sponsored by Atomize. My memory maker today is Mona Farage. Welcome to Photographs and Memories with me, Michael McCartan. Each episode we invite an industry professional to share three photographs and a treasured souvenir from their travels, representing moments particularly important to them. Join us as we go on a journey through time to explore the significance of each. Check the podcast description to view the images of these treasured memories. Photographs and memories. Mona is a true business activist with a far-reaching industry network. Her entrepreneurial journey started in 2007 with the launch of her own consultancy, Insight Art, following a successful hotel career with Hilton and Ratana. Mona actively develops the industry in her role as Managing Director of HSMAI for the Middle East region and is co-founder of ExploreTech, the first digital marketplace in the Middle East and Africa. Among her many accolades, Mona is a Market Analyst and Manager for Focusrite. Photographs and Memories, a travel market life series sponsored by Atomize. Mona Farage, welcome to Photographs and Memories.
1: Thank you, Michael. Lovely to be here.
0: Wonderful. So you've shared uh, two photographs of people and places that represent special moments to you and a third photo of a souvenir from your travels. During the course of this conversation, we will explore each of the photographs and you will take us on a journey through time, reflecting on the significance of each. But before we do so, Please tell me how you came to work in the hotel industry.
1: Super story. Um, I was studying to be a, um, money and, uh, a banker or an auditor. And war broke in Lebanon in 1990, which basically meant that I had to leave university for nine months. Uh, came to Abu Dhabi, got very bored sitting at home, traveled a little bit with the family and then... I went for a management program in Abu Dhabi Hilton, and I I fell in love with the industry. I fell in love with the dynamics. I was smitten by it, and my my training manager at the time in 1990 in Abu Dhabi Hilton, Mrs. Gruard, bless her heart, told me, hospitality is like morphine. You are either addicted or you run away from it but once you're addicted you need rehab to get over it so I guess I was addicted since 1990 so I finished my studies business administration money and banking and came back to work to the for the industry so uh, that's why I'm here
0: fantastic and during that time did you have was there any one individual group of individuals that influenced you more than the rest that you look back and you think wow many many, many
1: many many I am I am one of the most privileged uh, executives that have ever worked in the Middle East region. You are one of my influencers as well, Michael. Uh, I think I've worked with some of the best uh, hospitality executives in in the Middle East and Gulf region, and I've learned from uh, almost all of them. Uh, I can't name because there are quite a few.
0: Yeah, if but you name I, when you're going to leave someone out?
1: from yeah from from my colleagues in Abu Dhabi Hilton to Hilton in general to Rotana Hotels afterwards to all the technology partners that have supported me and educated me and spent time uh, and invested in me was phenomenal so i'm i always say i'm one of the luckiest people in the region
0: and tell me how did you come to transition from working in hotels to actually starting your own business i mean that must have been a a frightening moment, but also quite a decisive moment in your in your career and your life
1: yeah and and uh, it wasn't a nice memory in um, um i can't remember the year it was two thousand and five when mark forrester um oh, sorry mark Bettsworth, uh died in a car accident and mark was a dear colleague of um dear colleague of mine and ours and his funeral was a celebration of life. His funeral in in Dubai was during ATM. Uh, thousands of people were there. And I recalled then a a statement that Mark uh, uh, Bettsworth told me. Uh, and I left that funeral and I thought, you know what? I love Rotana Hotels. I'm not going to go and get employed somewhere else. I want to Take control of my life and try to balance between work and uh, um, private life. Little did I know that employment is 10 times better and being an entrepreneur and starting on your own is 1000% more time demanding, more forget about personal life. It just goes away when you start your own business. But there is a different... There is a different, uh, um, there is a different gig to to being on your own. There is that satisfaction. Um, well, it, it happens quite often, but there are the satisfa- satisfactory moments, but there are as well the many uh, challenging moments. So, uh, but yeah, it was during Mark uh, Bestworth um, uh, funeral, and then something happened afterwards in my career life that I thought no it's time for me to move on and 2007 i made that uh, brave step and guess what i i started on my own during the financial crisis so not not uh, not the best time to start your own business
0: well it it's i mean you've been wildly successful and i can't imagine you not being a a, a, a consultant to the industry so it's definitely our gain so let's uh, let's have a look Thank at your first you. photograph. It's uh, it's uh, a group of people standing in a, a wadi, I presume, somewhere in in uh, uh, UAE. Is that right?
1: Uh, no, it was in Al lion, and I um, you know I, I I always do these um, incentive trips or for my for my uh, team, and this was for the revenue leaders of Rotana Hotels in two thousand and four, I think. And I we were doing a training on distribution and um, with uh, Christina Tokuju from Hedna, and I decided that it's we should we should do the training. So what do I pick? I pick July for the training, and I say we are going to go to uh, the Wadi afterwards. Now, Al Ain is in the middle of the desert. July is boiling hot. Um, what was meant to be a fun trip. The team was getting tired, sweaty. Um, They were cursing me behind my back and I could hear them saying, did we have to go in July to go to the wadi? And out of the blue, Michael, it started raining. It rained poor cats and dogs to the extent that all the wadis were filled with water. We ended up swimming. And then our um, uh, uh, tour guides said we're sorry, but we have to cut our trip short because soon the roads will get locked, and you will not be able to go back to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so I told my team, this is what happens to anyone who cursed me behind my back. God listens immediately, and you, you know you, you got you got Al-Ain, Al-Ain wadis flooded with water and yeah, and some of the people in that picture are all prominent hospitality executives still today. I won't mention names. They might see themselves in the picture, but uh, yeah, uh, it was it was interesting. Yes, fantastic. It it poured rain in July.
0: Amazing, and I guess that hardly ever happens.
1: So, Michael, don't ever upset me, huh?
0: (laughs) I won't, man. I I I know from uh, from experience that not to do that. (laughs) So tell me, when uh, obviously you've travelled all over the place when you when you're choosing a destination for leisure purposes if if you get any time or for yourself how do you go about selecting a destination
1: let let me first tell you that uh, that travel for me started way before really travel because my father worked for the industry he was in the travel uh, industry so we traveled quite substantially from the age of four my my first ever trip was to germany when i was four years old um Really, choosing a destination have very much changed the, over the years. And depending on who are you traveling with, uh, uh, is it with friends, is it with family, um, are, you, are, you, are you into the adventure part or you want just to pamper yourself? So there isn't really one way, one direction. However, now that I have my little Milo, now, all of a sudden, I started and he's going to travel with me to Canada this summer for the first trip ever. Thanks to Etihad, we now can travel with pets. So he's going to Canada with me. And now all of a sudden, I'm looking for destinations that are pet friendly, hotels that are pet friendly. So here you go. Now, all of a sudden, I have to be more uh, decisive as to where to go and where to stay. His Highness dictates the rule.
0: So let's go to your second photograph. Um, it's one of you on top of a sand sand dune waving a flag. Please tell me about that one.
1: Best memory of my life. Um, the, the, there is a women's group association uh, funded by Sheikh Salama Foundation in, in Abu Dhabi called the Women Heritage Walk. Uh, eight years ago, they decided that they want to take the expat ladies into discovering the Emirati culture, into discovering how the UAE was back in the days, uh, how the Bedouins, how the Emiratis lived in the desert. And despite me being in the UAE since 1973, I've really never Done anything in the desert other than the desert safaris that every tourist have done in this region? Yeah, you go to to the multiple Emirates, but have I really have I really um, uh, uh, got first hand experience of s- sleeping in the desert? Not really. So uh, and and a, a friend of mine who's a sixty plus year old lady who did that walk. She was the fourth group told me, Muna, you have to do it. It's the best experience in your life. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So here I go, I sign up for, for what I thought would have been an easy walk. And um, you train yourself for the walking in the desert. And the journey is to walk on foot between Abu Dhabi to Al Ain, which is 125 kilometers uh, in the desert, uh, cross dunes, you name it. And you start training for desert walks three months before. From the first day I did my training, I thought, what the, what the hell have I signed up for? I am, not, I am not physically fit for that. I am not mentally fit for that. I will never be able to do it. And I said, okay, let me try the second time. Let me try the third time. And then a French lady comes to me. She's cancer survivor for three times. And she said, Muna, you can do it. If I can do it out of a cancer treatment, so can you. And to to cut this long story short, three months of twice a week training um, to to do that walk. So the walk is, it's the best experience. I think I have advised every one of my girlfriends who lives in the UAE to just experience it. You will not you will never experience anything like it in your life because you have five days of pure serenity. You're simply walking 10 to 12 hours every day. Uh, uh, And there is only you, the sky, the sand and God and a bit of chit-chatting and talking to your girlfriends. But it it is physically and mentally challenging. But getting to that, last day was the best feeling of my life so this picture in specific is on the highest is on the tip of a sand dune which is the highest point between abu dhabi and alain it's about i think 150 meters above sea level uh between you and i i was lucky it rained the day before so the whole sand became like a crust so it was much easier to get up to the hill because, you know, looking back now, I'm thinking if this was a real sand dune, I don't know how I would have done it, sticks or no sticks. It's difficult. Maybe. And in in five days, we saw all weathers. It, the, the temperature fluctuated from nine degrees at night to 35 degrees in the, in, during the day. So you learn, you yeah, yeah.
0: Incredible.
1: It is. It is. Many of my friends have gone on that trip uh, uh, after me, one trip actually, stopped because of Corona for the past two years, but I'm definitely signing up for next year.
0: Fantastic. Wow. And you mentioned that you lived in in, uh, UAE since 1973. Um, And obviously you've seen huge change, specifically in Um, Dubai, but in Abu Dhabi as well. But it seems to me that there's another revolution happening in a tourism revolution happening in the Middle East.
1: Understatement, understatement. Anyone who has been brought up in this country, um, and I'm saying it genuinely, anyone who has been brought up in this country understands that there is nothing called impossible, uh, understands that if you set your mind um, to something, you are able to achieve it, understands that if you do not evolve and you do not change and you do not develop, you die. Um, and, and, and this country is, is the best example. Um, the, the, the tremendous development that I've seen in the UAE since 1973, you, need, you can write books about it. Um, but you also learn a lot when you have been brought up and raised. I'm not talking about coming here in your 20s and 30s. Sure, you learn a lot. But for somebody like me I came I was 3 years old I've seen it all and I and I saw it all firsthand so yeah. um yeah it's 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 amazing and uh, I guess
0: it's, no, it's 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 happening in in Saudi now as well it's not just in yeah. the UAE as well
1: look the the region the region has a lot of hidden gems uh, uh we saw one which is the UAE Saudi Arabia is definitely a place to watch i i keep on saying i hope i i live long enough to see all those mega mega projects happening um we're not getting any younger uh, but but yeah the, the the region has people think of the middle east as a single region we are not there are so many different cultures and different um different experiences to live within middle east uh so yeah welcome to my region
0: wonderful time is marching um we, we we're gonna run out of time if i'm not careful so uh let's move to your next photograph which is a picture of your fridge tell me about that
1: that's my souvenirs so it's not my fridge it's the it's the entrance to my um uh my apartment uh, and and you know I love to to collect different different uh, fridge magnets from the different countries I travel to, uh, and that's some of the collection. I have a little bit more, and those are on my fridge. But this wall I love because it's uh, it's what welcomes you when you enter my apartment.
0: And when you arrive in a new destination, is that what you are looking for that yes, little yes, souvenir yes. that you can put on I, your wall? I, yeah,
1: I I love to collect. That the only souvenirs I collect from every country, other than food, is fridge magnets and shot glasses. So you know, you shooters. So I collect shooters and I collect magnets, and that's about it. Uh, I stopped collecting all the other bigger, bulkier pieces because then you need a whole a whole room to store them.
0: You mentioned food and and i like you one of my sort of takeaways from visiting different places is the food and um tell me tell me a little bit bit about your
1: Oh, oh 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 i i was i think we were in 1980 my first trip to philippines i must have been maybe 12 years old or 13 years old and me and my dad were always adventurous in our food so I, I was 12 or 11 or 13 years old when I tried snake fish at snake meat, when I tried uh, snails, um, when I tried um, uh, oysters. I, I mean, me and dad, whenever we used to, my, my dad loved travel and uh, my dad my my memory of my father is us quizzing him by opening the atlas and putting our finger on a any destination in the atlas and saying, "Dad, what is this city or country?" And my father would be able to tell you which city it is, what's the country, what's the capital, what uh, you know, core elements about it. And the most important is connectivity. He used to be able to tell you how can you connect. That destination because my dad used to always say travel is about connectivity. If you don't get to if you are unable to connect point A to point C with as many points as possible, you'll not be able to travel. So, my that's how, as kids, this was my game with my dad, and uh, maybe that's why I love travel from a very, very Very young age, yeah.
0: It's almost like you were destined to be in in hospitality, it seems, you know, without uh, realizing it at the time, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I studied money and banking, I studied to be a a, well, I was studying to money and banking, I never completed it because I thought, no, it's not for me. Hospitality, it is
0: now. As as a hotelier, you would have seen many unusual and interesting things on property. Um, so before we wrap up. Uh, can you please share a, a faulty towers moment?
1: 1000% I do. It's a camel. So, my general manager uh, at the time in Abu Dhabi Hilton in 1992 decided to do 1001 Nights of Arabia in the ballroom of Abu Dhabi Hilton. And to get the feel, we put sand in the ballroom, we had all the sand dunes, all the tent, but we needed a camel. So he decided to bring two camels and get them up the marble staircase to the ballroom. So you get the authentic feeling of the thousand and one Arabian nights and camels don't go up staircase and camels can't walk on marble. So we brought tons of sand and we were throwing sand on the marble, trying to get that camel to go up the staircase. It did not work. Because you put the sand on the on the marble, and it just spreads all over the lobby of the Abu Dhabi Hilton. So after three hours of trials and trials, I think our general manager, um, Mr. Ahmad Ilyas, decided to give up. So what we ended up doing is we ended up putting the sand in the lobby and putting the camel to welcome the guests when you're going up to the Thousand and One Nights in the uh, Abu Dhabi Hilton ballroom. But that experience, okay, something naughty happened as well, because the camel got very stressed. So he decided to give me a gift on my desk.
0: No one told you not to work with animals or children. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, well, yes.
0: Well, Mona, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for sharing your um, stories with us. And once again, thank you for being on Photographs and Memories.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you.
0: Photographs and memories sponsored by Atomize, produced by Haynes Markons as a Travel Market Life series. For more visit travelmarket.life.